You're listening to Ask Dr. E, where Dr. Michael easily answers your biblical or theological questions in 10 minutes or less. Today's question comes from Chad. Chad wrote in, hey, Dr. E, would love to know your thoughts about how we should take this series, The Chosen. So many Christians we know are watching it, and there have been over 400 million views worldwide. That's really amazing. amazing. We love the idea of Jesus and the disciples going viral, but have a few problems with our kids seeing some of the creative additions, such as one, Jesus appearing to practice, like to get his words right before teaching a sermon. And Chad's common is he's God, right? Like he doesn't need to practice. Two, Mary Magdalene being called Lilith in the show. I don't know what that means at all, but maybe you do. I don't know. Chad ends, we'd like to support it, but also have reservations. Appreciate your thoughts. So, so yeah, this is this is delicate. I know the people behind this and yeah. I love them dearly. Yeah. Dallas Jenkins, I don't know super well, but I know his father yeah. and consider Jerry a, a friend. Michael Easley and fiction have always had a problem. Sure. Historical fiction is one thing, but when you come to the Bible, it just makes me a little uncomfortable yeah. when we start adding characters and adding nuances. I understand fiction writers' attempts. Yeah. I was tutored under the principle the you don't have to make the Bible relevant. Mm-hmm. It is relevant. Yeah. So even in our former church back in D.C., they had a phenomenal Easter pageant every mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. And I asked them many times, why instead of writing the sketch, which is fine, why don't we just tell the story? Mm-hmm. Use those pericopes with you know Mary and Martha and Jesus, whatever you want to do, and uh, you know for all kinds of reasons there was pushback to that, yeah. and I think part of it is we feel like we have to work harder yeah. to make it accessible. Yeah. So I don't want to throw the whole thing under the bus and say you know your mom and I have watched a couple of it because people have been insistent about this was the best people thing love ever. It. Yeah. Yeah. And I was crying when I was watching yeah. this. I mean, some people I really respect. Yeah. And. It tells me two things. The power of visual medium is so oh, strong yeah. in our culture yeah. compared to the written word. Yeah. And that's been a change. The screen generation has jettisoned literary, careful reading and analysis mm-hmm. in mass. So that's a big concern for me. Secondly, I don't have time for it. I'll waste my time sure. differently. Sure. But I don't want to get into a debate with people on what they should or shouldn't have added to the storyline. Yeah. For me, I don't watch it. I don't tell people to watch it. When people are yep. excited about it, it's not my job in life to be the, you know, doctrinaire, pour water on them. But I would caution all Christians, use discernment. Now, that's for a moment. If you go to a movie, Avatar, yeah. or whatever, it's pure fiction. Right. And we love it. And we kind of categorize it over here and say, well, mm-hmm. that's different. Mm-hmm. And ostensibly it is. But when I'm messing with the scripture, mm-hmm. it bothers me. Mm-hmm. And I feel at times we're working harder to make it relevant and make it accessible mm-hmm. when we don't need to. Mm-hmm. When, when you tell a child a story of Jesus healing the blind man in John 9, with you read it with some flourish and mm-hmm. excitement mm-hmm. and the conflict between the parents and the Pharisees, kids get it. Right. Kids get it. Yeah. So I think yeah, I think I said what I need to say. I, I don't want to, you know, say these people are terrible and horrible. I think I know what they're doing and why they're doing it. Oh, yeah. I mean, even the Jesus film, when it came out, it was controversial. Uh-huh. And that was pretty straight out, just the gospel. Yeah. And millions of people, you know, prayed the prayer, walked down, signed the card, right. came to Christ to that yeah. project. I think it's still going, the Jesus yeah. film. Yeah. So I'm not going to say, you know, don't ever use these tools. Yeah. But if I've got this. 
Right. I don't. Michael is just a little stodgy, and he doesn't need the fictional additions. And when it's incorrect, that's a different story altogether. Yeah. You have to call it out. Yeah. Chad and I emailed back a little bit, and so I pulled up one of his last emails, and he just talked about, I guess the biggest concern is this modern type acting Jesus didn't exist, and this is cultivating an entire generation's understanding of who Jesus is. I mean, in a sense, we're letting a TV show teach us theology. Now, my pushback, and I've, I mean, I think Tyler and I watched the pilot episode of The Chosen. Like, we are not, we don't watch it. Right. So I say that to caveat what I'm about to say. My initial gut was, I mean, yes, I understand the concern about letting a TV show teach you theology. Absolutely. At the same time, we are all being indoctrinated by something. Yes. And if it's a choice between me watching The Chosen or watching This Is Us or Ted Lasso or, you know, you think about all the shows that Tyler and I love and watch, that is teaching us a narrative about the good life, about, I mean, all these things that we are subconsciously taking in. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And well, and it's glorifying sex outside of marriage. It's glorifying homosexuality. I mean, all you can't get away from that in, a, in a show today. So, you, so then I'm like, what's the trade-off? Like, yeah. okay, Jesus or, or, you know, all these fictional lines to some of these characters. I don't know. Again, I'm... No, it's a fair if point. She, if, and again, it's like going back to, we had another caller ask about, is it Jesus take the wheel or Jesus be my co-pilot? Well, it doesn't have to be either or. Right. <laughs> and so it doesn't have to be, you watch The Chosen or you watch, you so, know, something on HBO Max. But in a way that's kind of, I'm like, I'm, I am going to sit down at my TV and watch something. When I read the Kayam Potok's yeah. historical fiction, mostly yeah. fiction with history as a framework, I know it's a piece of fiction. Right. I'm not looking for him to teach me about Hasidic Judaism. Sure. Um, the nuances and anecdotes are fun right. and compelling, and he's a brilliant writer. When I read Cormac McCarthy, and, you know, it's hard stuff, but the man can write. Mm-hmm. But I'm not reading that over against the scripture. It's an entertainment thing. It's an intellectual mm-hmm. stimulation, whatever mm-hmm. you call it. He spoke. He didn't stutter. It's clear. Mm-hmm. I don't need to embellish it. I can explain it. Mm-hmm. I can help a child understand what it means to be a resurrected, mm-hmm. like you would your your kids, but I'm not making stuff up. Right. And that's why I differentiate. When we start messing with the text, is different mm. than Ted Lasso or, mm-hmm. you watch This Is Us. Well, it's over now. Oh, I love This Is Us. Oh, got when my feels on every week. When you were a teenager, you and your cousin were watching Friends. Sure, yeah. And I remember, you know, Letting you spread your wings, but I remember saying one time to the both of you, why are you filling your mind with this stuff? Yeah. I used a different word. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> your cousin wrote me years later an email mm. and said, I quit watching Friends because of that. Because hmm. it was affecting the way I was looking at life. Totally. But that's what I'm saying. We're all being indoctrinated yep. by something. I to mean, your point. And either the world is discipling you or God's word is discipling you. Like there's not... But when you there's no watch, neutral ground here. When you the Pretty Woman came out and it was an incredible movie, it was the greatest love story ever. Yeah. Christians were apoplectic. You know, he's paying a yeah. prostitute yeah. to yeah. live with him, mm-hmm. and so you have these two worldviews. Oh, it's love story, right. and she right. doesn't want to be just a prostitute. She wants all of it. You yeah. know, whatever the postage stamp storyboard was. Mm-hmm. But again, I think you can differentiate. Not that I'm endorsing watching that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, but I watch mayhem movies. Right. Your mom hates violence. Right. 
And I don't mind it because I know it's K-Rose syrup and red colored dye. You know, it's not right. real blood. Right. That leg really didn't blow up. You yeah. know? But she can't abide it. Yeah. So we all have our way of compartmentalizing. And, you know, my oh, yeah. mantra, we're all consistently inconsistent. Yeah. But when it comes to telling this story, that's where I want to land it. I don't want to mess with it. Yeah. I want to be clear. Yeah. I believe. Here's the other piece. I think it can stand on its own measure. Yeah. I don't have to sit, tell a story about Jesus rehearsing or being mad when there's no record of that in a particular situation mm-hmm. or the disciples creating a character with a long backstory. Sure. Great. Knock yourself out. Right. It's a little different to me than a fictional you know, series that I know is fiction, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. you're right. It can affect our thinking. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not to push this further, but like, would you have taken the same stance when Left Behind series came out? Well, again, because Jerry's a dear friend and I love him and I, I love what he's doing. I'm not a fiction person. I read part of the first book and I said, you know, I understand where they're going. They have a theological framework that they were telling the story around, but it was fiction. There was no mm-hmm. there was no pretense. Sure, that's true. That this yeah. is what the Bible story yeah, is. And when you show us, well, the other one they did a while back on the Bible, Rona Downey, whatever her oh, name was. Oh, I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, and it was some of it was horrible. Yeah, I forgot and about that. I had friends that were so excited about it, so I watched it and I go, "This is so inaccurate." Yeah. So that grieves me more mm-hmm. than Left Behind, which is pure fiction. Right. There's no there's no pretense. Yeah. Of and Jerry and I have had conversations about this, albeit yeah. short. So, you know, you're writing fiction, but it's not. And, and to his defense, he's a writer, not a theologian. Right, right. That was never his intent. So when you know the people behind these things, you want to be kind. And, well, and, and honor respect. their intentions because yeah, yeah. they only have good intentions of. But we can be misleading. Sure. And my fear, and it's gotten more and more in my face the last three years, is clarity and precision mm-hmm. because there's so much misinformation, even within the so-called evangelical fundamental, or if you want to use the, we have to say we're reformed or we're gospel-centered today, there is so much that's just wrong and it creates so much tension in me. And I go, I don't want to fight these fights. I want to be clear. Yeah. And at the end of the day, as a parent, what your kids watch, what you consume, if you can clearly differentiate, that's fiction. I can endure it. Oh, that's silly. They put that in there. You know, and the book to movie thing is always a problem. Right, right. Of course. Of course. You can't have an eight-hour movie or whatever it would take to tell the story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you've got a question for Dr. E, call us. That was more than 10 minutes, by the way. I don't know. If it was, it was totally my fault. (laughs) Call us, text us, email us. The info's in your show notes. Ask Dr. E is produced by me, Hannah Seymour, mixed and mastered by Sonamorphic, and music composed by Jason Germain.